0: Welcome to Life is Lemonade Unfiltered. We're two neighbors, friends, and, and we're doing a podcast.
1: <laughs> we might as well be now.
0: And we're in my closet today. I know. We're switching it up today. Change, change of scenery. Yeah.
1: We've had a because little it's Super Bowl Sunday. It is. It's Super Bowl Sunday, and we have escaped to Kiara's closet.
0: <laughs> we have
1: escaped. Escaping in the middle of a football game which somehow you think that would be a good thing but for whatever reason or another it wasn't in the plans so it's it became an issue not too big of an issue but because i'm still gonna do it yeah so we're here so we're here and we just maybe want to recap on how was your week last week it was wild we had an eventful
0: sunday (laughs) at the pool yes we did with my child <laughs> she likes to test you that one she does like to test me and she's like I've always said she's like the do now and ask for forgiveness
1: later that's yes. her attitude better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission yes that's her motto
0: her life motto all which
1: is it can be a commendable thing but also like where in her life is she going to learn to like reel that in because you obviously can't just act on impulse yeah. every single time so she found out that when she acts on impulse she gets grounded for a week she sure
0: does and she's so the opposite of me because i'm not that way at all i am like rules are made for yeah. people to follow yeah and that's how it's so it drives too. me nuts yeah because rick is not that way he loves to break the rules And not like in a bad way, but he's just like, he's okay with it. He likes to push it. it. Yeah. He likes to push it. Well, at least you have someone to blame it on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She gets this from you, not from me.
0: So we really just clashed. But yeah, so she was grounded for a week, but it ended up being fine because her and Aiden, I feel like they were forced to play together. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to go out and play by himself. So then he was inside. So they just like stopped fighting and they just played together yeah and they haven't done that since like when we first moved here and Ellie right. didn't have a choice but to play right. with her brother so and malaya was, it was, kind, of was nice. kind
1: of the same way she i think it was a mellow week for her too she didn't have yeah. any outbursts it's so weird how their their energy together is it's it's really good and then it's like all of a sudden there's this like switch that comes on and they are bumping heads left and right but it really is like a sibling relationship with them because they can go back and forth between that like fight and love within seconds of each other
0: yeah it's interesting too because i feel like siblings do that to get their parents attention Oh, yeah. And so sometimes I'm like, what are you doing this for? Like, you guys, between all of us, have so much love. So much attention. Why are you competing? Yeah. I don't know. What are you competing for? I don't (laughs) don't know. know. I don't know what that is. They are going to be super good. I don't even know if it exists anymore, but like, speech and debate. (laughs) Could you does imagine? That, does that exist? I don't know. I yeah, remember that was crazy. not my vibe when I was in high school. I was not a debater, I
1: know. but, but that's I feel like how they I would know, be... like Alexia's meant to be a lawyer or something where she can yeah. argue her way out of it. Like you you witnessed that about cleaning her bathroom, telling her her stepdad that like well you're not the cleanest person in the world. Oh my gosh, that is a teen to the T.
0: Do you think she likes to challenge him? Yeah, she likes. She, it. It? she
1: challenges him more often than she challenges yeah. me, for sure.
0: Because it seemed more like she, but she, she was fine him? with cleaning the bathroom. It was more that she wanted to like put her yeah. two cents in. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> she
1: can never just say, "Okay, I'll clean it." She has to go out with an argument. Yeah. I so think. yeah,
0: our week was good. At the end of it, it I think it was good for them to like all kind of reset. All it reset. was funny. I picked Allie up from school and like monday or tuesday and i was like did you see malaya at school and she's like yeah i saw her and i was like oh how was that and she's like i didn't talk to her we didn't really play together and i was like why and she's like i'm grounded and i was like you can play with her at school but i don't even think they do play at school well malaya was
1: like i because i asked her the same thing i'm like did you see ali at school she goes yeah she just ignored me the whole time
0: (laughs) but i don't think normally they play together anyway i don't think so because
1: malaya likes to play basketball and football yeah well, what yeah, Ali plays
0: basketball, but when I ask her, they don't, she never says that they hang out together. I think they just have so much time together that they are okay with being separate at school. That's a good thing. They can use some separations. Sometimes. Yeah, and I think in the beginning, I, like, stressed that to her because <laughs> they were together 24-7. So and I was like, you can have other friends. And then when Allie moved to the other class, I think she – That was better for yeah, her. Yeah, and she didn't feel as guilty.
1: Yes. And I think it's, it's that's good so for them. That's true. I think it's hard when you're a kid and you're trying to figure out, like, where your friends are and your best friends. you like, when you have to put yeah. the label on that. You have to do everything together, and I I think it's important to show them like, look, you have different friends for different things, and it's okay to take a little break and a reset from this person, and you just go keep doing other things. They see each other so much, to yeah, too much. <laughs> it's like you know, it's it's a comfortable thing when the kids just like walk in out of our houses, like <laughs>
0: like hey, what's what's for dinner? What are you making? <laughs> or like yeah, it's funny. Allie will be like, I'm gonna go upstairs and. Like play in my room Emily Malia's like well I'm gonna watch tv she'll just pop herself off the couch and I'm like whatever like, like okay. they're just fine being separate yeah, in that's the good. same house that's how it's you know just they siblings they really are well then the rest yeah, of the week yeah I think week, that was the extent was of our craziness in the week I made I finally made a doctor's appointment that I've been avoiding why just to get my ablation done oh. I need to do that my iron is still so low. Really? And so it just is like, yeah, because I just get dizzy all the time and feel gross. So I feel like as soon as I get that done, it'll feel better. I feel a lot better. So yeah. what
1: does that entail?
0: So they go in. I don't know if they put you to sleep or not. I think they do, which is a whole another level of yeah. anxiety because I don't wake up from anesthesia good. Well, <laughs> It's no. not good. But you
1: know what? The thing is, I, I like Jenny has had a lot of surgeries and... She has said that the surgeries that she went into when she felt unease or whatever, you know, like anxious about, she came out the worst. And I remember one of the surgeries that she came out of, she was in a really great place before she went in. And when she came out, she was like the most hilarious, hilarious. (laughs) Like she was just, she had all the nurses laughing. She had them dying. Like her doctor just, like she is a comedian to another level. but. Um, I think it's like with any drug because that's essentially what it is. It's like you're being put under a drug and that thing is going to be the thing that's going to highlight however you're really feeling. So it's like, I don't know, mushrooms. (laughs) We're going to go go there. (laughs) Okay. So it's like mushrooms. Like they say, whatever you're feeling when you, before you go on your trip is what's going to get amplified when you're under the influence. That makes sense. When you're at your peak. And I can attest to that. That whatever you're prepared for will will happen, but it all has to do with like your state of mind going into it.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I <laughs> I don't know the la- the two- I might have <laughs> just spilled some tea, but you know I'm <laughs> um I the two times I went under I'm trying to think I was an adult I was 18 and 19. Yeah, I had my tonsils taken out and then I had my wisdom taken out my okay. wisdom teeth taken out. And both times they had to like go get my mom and bring her in to me or when I was like in post mess. off before I even was like before they bring you into the room where your parents can come in they were like we have to bring you back because she's losing it and oh. I am terrified of like anything medical like I've been you a fainter just have white
1: coat syndrome
0: yeah I've been a fainter my whole life like if I see anything really? disgusting I will faint and what I
1: is that? is that a like a mind over everything I don't know I've How- been like
0: that since I was. Little like I know, before but I even, even could... that
1: you think about, where does that stem from? Like
0: it's kind of crazy. This is TMI, but the first time I got my period, I was standing at the bus stop, and I <laughs> didn't. I was wearing a pad, and so I was standing there, and I could feel like it come okay. out, oh. and I felt I fainted. <gasps> standing at the bus stop, I was standing on a curb <laughs> with all the kids, and it was right when the bus was pulling up, and I fell backwards into a puddle of mud. Oh and my all gosh! The kids You're got... so
1: dramatic. <laughs>
0: All of the kids got on the school bus and I opened my eyes to the bus driver reaching to close the door and leaving. And I was just lying there. And they left you there? All the kids left me. Um, One of the kids, he is my best friend's little brother. For some reason, she wasn't at the bus stop that day. But he was. And he called his mom. From, like on the bus he like called her and was like "Kira fainted and he's like super shy like a super shy kid and so I can understand why he wouldn't like stay right. or like try to help me and he's younger than but me but he still made a call but then thank yeah. god for him <laughs> so I called but I was able to get up and I think it was maybe I was old enough that I had a cell phone so I called my dad because they we used to drive me to the bus stop because it was like I don't know, a quarter mile down the street, but it, you don't walk. It's a highway, so you don't walk on it. So my dad came in, or I called my mom and dad. My mom's like, "Okay, dad's coming." So he came to get me, and I just remember like getting into the truck, all muddy, and I want to say I was probably a sophomore, and getting home, and. <laughs>
1: you were a sophomore the first time you got your period.
0: I'm trying to think maybe it wasn't the first time I got it, but it was just like was getting worse and I maybe it was okay, so I was super petite and I would only um, get it like two or three times a year. Oh, so wow. cuz you're I was like 100 body pounds fat soaking was under.
1: Wet. Yeah. Isn't that crazy how your weight influences yeah. how much you menstruate or how or, regularly you menstruate? Yeah.
0: And then I think my mom was in esthetician school at the time. So she's like, I have to go. Dad's going to be home to take care of you. So then they didn't know what was wrong with me. I'd fainted prior to this. So they knew it was like a thing. And I didn't tell I've them why. Fainted. So they never knew why. So then my dad had to take me to the doctor's with my little sister at the time because I don't think she was, for some reason, she didn't have school that day. And I remember like having to strip down in the doctor's office and they did like a full like, Breast exam and everything with my dad in
1: the room. That, that is crazy. Cause was, I just and it
0: was horrifying. Horrifying. I can't but, even
1: imagine. Because in yeah. my house, like, first of all, my mom didn't even talk to me about periods before it happened. <laughs> I Thank God I had an older wow, sister. Really? No, I how think, old were you? Thirteen. Yeah, I think I was like in eighth, going into eighth grade. Yeah, I think when I got it, and I was a freshman when that happened. I had an older sister, so thankfully, like, it's so crazy because I got my period and then I. I remember putting a pad on because that's just what was in the house. Uh And then I told my mom, Mom, I got my period. And she goes, Okay, did you put on a pad? You know, she tells me in Spanish. And I'm like, Yeah, I did. And she's like, Okay, good. That was it. That was absolutely it. We never had another conversation about it. But um, I mean, like in my house, it was not okay to wear tampons. Oh, yeah. Because religious reasons? No, my mom, well, I don't think it's religious. I think it's more. Cultural, huh? But she wouldn't let me wear a tampon because she thought it would make me lose my virginity. So I wasn't allowed to wear tampons. But I played sports in high school, and so I used to have to like buy my tampons on the on the down low and use them because it wasn't comfortable wearing a pad. Oh, my mom bought the horrible cardboard applicator. Oh, ones. that was the first tampon I ever put in. I remember my sister oh, yeah. explaining to me how to do it. She came to visit from Colorado. She had moved there. And she explained to me how to do it, and that, like stupid me, I don't know why it did not connect. I left the cardboard in there. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I swear, I swear. So then one day, that's some, like the people. Who there was like the first time, and I was down. still leaking. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I wasn't that dumb, but. <laughs> tampon was totally yeah i can imagine different... if no one well, ever
0: talked to you about no. it why would and you think like to t- put something in... it
1: outside of the bathroom it and yeah so so this is like a good note to self i made when i was very young like when i have daughters this is not going to happen and i remember when alexia like i walked her through putting a tampon in herself the first time it's gonna be <laughs> she's gonna be mortified i'm talking about this but
0: <laughs> i was in a girl the bathroom with
1: her And we had, like, the bathroom curtain, so I just had her, like, put it around herself, but I was in there talking her through it, and I was like, okay, now put it up this far, push the thing up, you know, like, now pull everything out, just the plastic thing's going to come out. And, and like, how different that would have made my life, just not having it be a thing that it was shameful
0: to Mm -hmm. put a
1: tampon up. And I remember when Alexia asked me one time, Mom, does a tampon make you lose your virginity? And I said, no. The only thing that's going to make you lose your virginity is a penis, (laughs) right? And she looks at me and she's like, okay. And I said, why? She goes, because some of my friends' parents don't let them use them. And I said, I know. That's very old school, traditional Mexican thinking. Like, it's just not something that you do. But it was just like, no. The only thing that's going to make you not a virgin is a penis, (laughs) right? But how skewed that mentality is that where my mom thought that putting a tampon up there would – it's make you crazy. not be a virgin yeah you know what i mean
0: yeah and then there's me i couldn't wear a tampon no no my whole so i was i swam and played water polo so like we would have swim meets and i would be on my period and i could not put a tampon when i finally could do it i was like Release what life is yeah <laughs> like, this is living
1: seriously
0: <laughs> you don't have to walk around with a diaper that's on. like how
1: i feel now about like switching from a tampon to, to a, a cup. cup yes like it's life changing <laughs> Yeah, my I remember my, my sister telling me about thing. it, and it's just like it seemed at first. It seemed too foreign, but now I'm like, this is so much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't have to freak out as much if I don't change it as quickly because that the cup can be in what for like twelve, 12 hours. hours. Yeah, so
0: yeah, my best friend just stopped her birth control after like I don't know since she was in high school, yeah. so it's been forever. But so she's um, got a really heavy flow. So because they're trying to get pregnant, but she's mm. like in the meantime. I haven't had a period in... 10 years because wow. she just never got one on like on birth maybe sometimes it's like a couple a of, liner couple but days. that's yeah. it and so she's like "What do I, I don't even know what to do anymore I was like go get a cup I'm like your life will be changed it's it is. so amazing it is. and my sister she was the first one to tell me about using the cup uh-huh. I feel like and then she didn't love it because she's a pilot and sometimes yeah. she doesn't have the option to like do the whole rinse and right. whatever yeah. and so then she started using the, the flex discs which I haven't tried but I heard they're amazing They're exactly like a cup. It's a disc, but they're disposable. So you just pull it out and throw it away. Oh, so it's nice if you're going to be like, yeah, if you're going to be out in public or, um, you know, yeah, where you I can't think, go and rinse it in a But like
1: the fl- like, like waddle. I feel, <laughs> right, I know, <laughs> I
0: know the waddle very well. But <laughs> <And> sometimes uh- <laughs> I don't lock the door and I'm like, I swear, if anyone walks in, It was in like when
1: Aiden walked in on me in the bathroom, that's what was happening. And oh. I had, thank God I had just finished and I was pulling my pants up oh and I was like, oh God, that could have been really scary for him. Yeah, <laughs> she's dying in there. There's blood. She's everywhere. bleeding to death.
0: <laughs> oh, oh my man. gosh!
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> life changing though. Like, yeah so if anyone has never tried a cup I highly it. encourage you to try the cup it will put your mind at ease put a liner on just to be sure, sure. That, yeah. yeah but it's not like a tampon it no. you can it's and once so you've like, got it down yeah you it's just so don't easy have
0: it's to, to worry yeah you don't feel it no okay so oh, how wow. was your week <laughs> oh my
1: god we went on a whole tangent <laughs> on your week <laughs> my week was really hectic it was I feel like our weeks are just hectic in general because the way we do our schedules I work three days he works three days we have usually one day home alone together it just for some reason it just felt extra crazy this week and then so I'm thinking back because I had an anxiety wave this week that can't kind of came out of left field but now that I'm looking at What triggered it? It was a question from one of my clients. So I'm a hairstylist. So I'm behind the chair. I get a bunch of conversations. And a client who is a retired therapist asked me something about my childhood and my dad. Like, what's the first thing that comes to your head? And I don't know. Like, I'm doing her hair. And I was like, oh, lost little girl. Lost little girl. Why did those words come out of my head? But that's probably very accurate. So going back to old trauma, and it just, like, it triggered something in me because I was driving home I have an hour commute so I'm driving home and these words are just reverberating in my head like lost little girl lonely little girl sad little girl why are all these things so it was like this continual loop and I got home you know Will's in the kitchen making dinner essentially everything should be fine and I'm sitting in at the bar stool and I'm watching him in the kitchen and then watching him in the kitchen for one gives me anxiety to begin with But he just wants me to sit and chill because he's making dinner. So I'm not allowed to do anything. So I just sit, you know, and it just hit me. I just was paralyzed to that chair. I just went inward and I couldn't get myself out. It felt like a box, a glass box. Interesting. And I could feel it like in my chest. I hate that feeling. Yeah. And then I was like, what is going on? And he was like, are you okay? What's happening? And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Where but it I feels
0: don't. like everything around you is shaky and blurry yes, and you can't And blurry grit and your like grounding. everything's
1: black, but I feel very in my body and I'm like, What is happening? What is this reaction? And I told him, No, I'm not okay. So I'm just literally sitting there, like I could not move and then Eventually, he goes, do you need to go? He was like, do you need to go to the jacuzzi? Do you want to go in the garage and work out? Do you need to go for a walk? He's he's, naming all the things that help you. He's throwing all the things out there that he knows help me. Yeah. And I couldn't get myself to move to do any of them. And I just wanted to cry, but I was trying to like hold everything in and I couldn't so then we he says okay dinner's done so then we move it to the table so I'm eating dinner and I'm like trying to just pretend that everything's okay because you know it's family time it's dinner time like I can't just be in this space but Alexia noticed it too she was like mom are you okay and I'm like no or I was probably saying yeah because that's just me I just try to just keep going and dinner finished and we're sitting there and I'm just still like stuck to my chair and I could not I could not snap out of it and I went to sleep feeling anxious I woke up and I typically wake up at 4 15 to work out before I go to work and that morning when my alarm went off I was like I'm just gonna stay in bed I want to cancel my clients I don't want to do anything today like I was ready to just stay in bed and so then I went I gave myself 15 minutes and I'm pep talking myself the full 15 minutes and I finally got out of bed I went in the garage, I worked out, but at like the end of my workout was like, so I follow Caroline Gervin's workouts and right now the series that we're doing, it's like a hundred reps of whatever her chosen oh my gosh. exercises Okay. and we're doing, uh, what was it? Crouch to push up a hundred of them, like down dog to, to plank, down dog to plank. Just repetitious, and it's something about that repetitious movement. Yeah, it's like meditative. Almost. It's totally. It's it's a meditative movement, right? Yeah. So for me, it was like so. About halfway through, I just started to feel all this like emotion come up, and I, I had to stop. Like I was, I was full on, like ready to just have a full-on bawling session and I finished and then I just that was when I made my little Instagram post like like and it, it was very raw for me like I could have just cried and sobbed in that moment but then it made me think about like why don't I just release it yeah why don't why, you why, why right but why, even, even like in my spa- before, safe space like in
0: this is the thing I always think about like especially looking back on how I was parented that I think it's valuable for the kids to see you like that, even yeah. though it feels scary and you don't want to scare them. Mm. I think in the end, it's so valuable to just be like, I'm not okay, I'm not okay. and cry yeah. and leave. And for Will to be like, it's normal. It's yeah. normal to just not be okay sometimes, yeah. you know, but it's, I get it. Like, it's so, I don't do that. <laughs> it's Especially so when, hard to do like, that. my kids see me as yeah. this strong person. And I also feel like there have been times where I've wanted to just cry in front of the kids and there's like, such a strong mental block
1: Yeah.
0: that you're it's there's almost no, even it's, if you wanted to can't. you couldn't because yeah. it, there's just like this thing that's like nope like mm-hmm. not the place not the time right but yeah I feel like if that's yeah. broken down and we just do that like it just would be so
1: beneficial like for normalizing kids. the breaking
0: down I think that that's really big yeah and then I think it also helps like it would help the kids to realize like just others emotions, emotions and how to deal yeah. with like oh like mom's not okay and it's she's s- taking a time out then and it the makes them realize like learns how to give people space yeah. learns to let them because i i have the worst habit too like if rick's not in a good place i want to like fix it fix i'm like it. in his yeah. face like poking him well, that's tickling him, was. trying yeah. to make him and sometimes he just is like no and yeah. uh, but i grew up that way like no yeah. if it's not okay we we make we it better it. Yeah. but i think Yeah, you grow up and you realize, like, if it's not okay, it's not okay. It's fine to live in that for a minute and let everyone else see that it's not okay.
1: Yeah. No, I know. So I just... It's hard to do that, though. It's very hard. And there's only been a few times where I've allowed myself to really, like, release in front of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, really only Will, he's probably the only one that's seen it, like, in its full-on state. And even then, I'm so guarded about it. Yeah. But it just feels like such a vulnerable position to be in, and I'm not used to having to be vulnerable. I've always had to figure out my Suck life. it up and do it. Yeah, yeah. like, this is life, and yeah, just, the same you the gotta do
0: it. Rick left on deployment to Afghanistan, and I remember him leaving and not crying till I, like, got in the car to go yeah. after sitting there for hours waiting for their plane to yeah. come and i remember him like texting me from the airplane and he's like you didn't even cry when i left and i was like oh that was holding that doesn't it doesn't mean that i am not yeah. sad like i'm so sad but i'm just yeah you just I gotta hold to it strong. together and yeah. hold it in you know
1: why why do we feel like we? Have but then to i got home and crawled into emotions. my parents
0: bed between them and cried
1: yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, but that's, there's... like,
0: the one thing, though, like, if I see my mom, yeah. she, like, it makes me.
1: I wish I had Like, the if same I'm thing.
0: having a hard day, my dad used to get so mad, like, he would yell at us and or, like, we'd get in trouble or whatever, and we would just stand there. And then, the moment my mom walked in the door, we would be like, and he's like, Don't cry just because your mother's here. Oh, right. Like, you weren't just crying, but you were just fine. But there's there something about like being comfortable and safe. Yeah. yeah. To be vulnerable for sure. Yeah. And even as, like, oh my gosh, probably up until maybe three years ago, I would call her in the middle of the night when I was having anxiety attacks right. and be like, I'm not okay. Yeah. And Rick would be asleep. Like, and, I'd wake up in the morning and be
1: like, I cried it out. I called my mom. I wasn't okay.
0: And he's like, why didn't you So wake when up? were
1: you first aware that you struggled with anxiety? Because I think for me, I'd, I wasn't aware of what this feeling was until probably after I had my last baby. And then I could pinpoint what that feeling was. But before that, now that I look back on now, like, like this last anxiety wave I had, right? Like if I could go back and think of when the first time I felt that way is probably when I was a child, a young child. And I just didn't have the name. And I also didn't have the surroundings Mm -hmm. that made that a norm, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, I don't think it was
0: till I had Ali and I had full blown like anxiety attacks yeah, and like yeah. panic attacks that I but even then like gosh it took me years after having her and having so many anxiety attacks yeah. to still even like figure out okay it's coming this is what it's gonna do. like it took that's me so the, long to figure it out
1: that even like with this last wave I had I could feel something off from the beginning of the week. And it's probably the way how stressful the week was. Mm -hmm. But on Monday, I could feel it brewing. And it was just like, all it took was that question from my client and those three words to stick in my head of what the unraveling was. So then I tried to do some journaling for it. And it ended up coming out kind of in story form, but I haven't, I haven't finished it yet. But I think it, Maybe I'll share it. Do you have? <sighs> do you ever like track these feelings or waves with your cycle? With my cycle, because yes. I've learned uh-huh. that
0: I have. Um, so, like people have PMS, PMDD. Yes, after it's I the do. dip after mm-hmm. your period when, and my sisters and, know, and it doesn't happen every time, but a few every few times I get super grumpy. Me too irritable mad after it's me over too. and then it doesn't make sense to me because i'm like what's yeah. the problem because yeah. it's like your period ends and then you're like i'm yeah. back to normal it's fine but no it's that dip and my yeah. sisters even my sisters will be like oh boy like the week after is the worst for her she's mad she's grumpy she doesn't talk to anybody she's yeah. but it's not always and sometimes it's before yeah, me it happens it's pms like every other time sometimes it's on, yeah. while i'm on it uh-huh. but i just never know but if i pay attention to like w- what stage of my cycle i'm in i'm like
1: yeah this one definitely came after for me yeah because i yeah like it's the That's timing crazy. of it is not
0: that helps
1: me like um rationalize yes rationalize <laughs> it or
0: just phys- like put it in a physical place yeah. of like this is why like yeah. You feel your feelings, how, how but do we,
1: like, this is something we're going to have to deal with until we hit menopause. So it's like, how do you not lose your mind from now until then yeah. every single month? Because that's really what it is. It's like every month we're on a freaking roller coaster of emotions. And, you know, I, get, I think what we're juggling too with our families and our work and mm-hmm. like w- with everything else, yeah, it you seems know? to get worse as you get older because you have more I on your plate for sure. I notice it for sure as I get older. I'm and like, I
0: think everything that's like you're put in your bodies and the stress. I'm so and much the... more sensitive to things yes. now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I used to be able to get away with like little sleep and, you know, not eating right and all these things. And now I'm like, no, I have to do these things because if I don't, then I'm literally falling apart. And I'm the only one that I can blame for it because I know that these things, like, the things that make me feel better, like, taking my evening primrose and, like, things that I should have in my set routine Mm -hmm. to prevent my hormones from derailing me so far.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's so much that I can do that I don't do. Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, after, like, every three months – a three-month gap of not doing things. I'm like, oh, and I'll start doing it. I'm like, what have I what? been doing? Yeah. And then and then I go off of it again. It's, it's just... cyclical,
1: just like everything else in life, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, so I don't know. My anxiety wave lasted two days. And then I could just feel it dissipate like Friday evening. I was driving home. So it was almost like a full 24-hour cycle of it. I was driving home and I was like, okay, I'm... I'm." It's weird how I was like, okay, I'm feeling out of that, that crazy space in yes. my head. Yeah. And that's really what it felt like. It was just a crazy space. I needed to get out of it. But how real it feels in that in that two days or whatever day and a half that I was in it like even when you rationalize it it's still there is a part of it that's still just like yeah uncontrollable yeah I don't know and then people think I'm crazy it's like you know the the cold exposure and the my crazy workouts and all of this stuff is stuff that I have to do to help with the anxiety because also too I learned with our last therapist that when you so I grew up been home with an alcoholic dad so um she said something like oh you have an alcoholic father you know if you're if you grow up in those like circumstances you either as an adult you either tend to go more the depressive way or more the anxiety way and she's like you have all the signs and symptoms of anxiety and it just makes me realize like man this really fucked me up like just those uh, that walking on eggshells feeling all the time and yeah. You know, so it's like I've had this underlying my whole life, but why is it now that I'm able to even express that I have that? But it's probably because I'm in a safe place like, you know, my home, my husband, like it's a safe place for me to say I'm having anxiety. I and, don't think and there's either, no repercussions like, of saying it.
0: There's I think at certain ages that you're just not able to process what's happening you just don't know you know like you as you get older you're able to like realize what's going on around you because I was like I was so depressed in college for a year and a half like losing my mind so depressed and I'm sure my parents told me that I was depressed I remember going to counseling I remember like but I had no like um I don't know I didn't get it. I didn't get what was going on with me. Clicking, I didn't right? understand. Yeah. And the so I just I had no zero self-awareness. Yeah. Zero. And do you ever feel like like you're invited to a party and you're like, OK, what should I wear? And then you get there and like everyone's wearing something. So, like okay. everyone's wearing sundresses and you're like in jeans in and jeans. boots and a jacket and, and you're like, you feel... but then it hits you and you're like, how did I not realize that everyone would be dressed this way? And I feel like I show up to things like that all the time in life. Like I completely miss the message or I completely yeah. like can't, I can't visualize what thing, something's going to be until I'm there. in front of it. Yeah. And I still struggle with that. It's like the weirdest feeling. Is that and just it's...
1: a feeling of like feeling like you have to fit in no
0: no not at all it's more of like i don't know like it's just such a weird feeling like going on vacation you're like hey we're all we're all gonna go to the beach for a vacation and i bring one swimsuit and everyone's in like a different swimsuit every day and i'm like (laughs) what did i think was gonna (laughs) happen here like we're going to the beach of course i should bring more than one one but i just For some reason, my brain can't comprehend what's going to happen until I've seen it already. Uh, So, and maybe that's being, that's having anxiety. is like you have to experience it before it can make
1: sense to you. Yeah. But... But I it's, like, that one that day in you life told so me, like, if, like, don't get stressed because then you're just...
0: Yes, you're living it you're twice. You're living it twice. Yeah. And
1: that's for sure how uh-huh. I feel. Yeah. Like, my anxiety so, many of, so much of the time, it's, like, I am crazy stressed about it before, and then I go through it, and I'm, like, oh, it actually wasn't too bad. Like, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I had... I had a couple of days that I knew were going to suck, and I was anxious about it. It was soccer games and all this stuff, and we had to work, so it was going to do by myself. And then it actually ended up being a great day where I was like, "Why was I so in my head about this busy day?" Because it ended up being a really mellow day. Yeah.
0: And what you lived through
1: in your yeah, head was worse. It was than... so much worse. And yeah. much worse but i think that's why like i really want to make it a point now to go back to therapy and be so intentional with it at least for like me myself like i don't think we have to go back as a couple right now (laughs) i first of all because we don't have the days that we could do it second of all but i think i really want to like deep dive into my own shit Mm -hmm. like i'm ready to
0: they say that too about therapy because i've tried it a few different times and it's never worked Yeah. And they say, like, you you can't just expect them to fix it for you. You have to be ready to do the work yourself. And I don't think I've been ready.
1: Yeah, I I think that's what it is now. Like when my so uh, like I'm telling you, like I've said in the past, my clients somehow the big databases, either, you know, retired therapists or recovering alcoholics. And (laughs) um, they talk about doing the work and being ready to do the work. And it's not easy like it's so difficult to realize that you are the problem in most of the problems of your life so you have to know how to take responsibility and you have to start learning how to implement the proper things to avoid the things that get you in the same patterns and we need to realize that a lot of these patterns we've picked up from our childhood when we were doing them absentmindedly because it was survival mode as a child (laughs) did the Bengals just win the Super Bowl? (laughs) I don't know. They might or have.
0: maybe a touchdown.
1: Who knows? But they're they're howling oh my down gosh. there. Why are, why are they howling? That's not either. That's the, of the girls animals that are playing. <sighs> so yeah, but it's just like making I don't know. Some
0: people too, I think, are just never ready to accept that. Never ready to
1: to admit that they have work to do.
0: Yeah. It come like I am the first to say I am fucked up and I am but there are up. <laughs> so many people in this world that do not think that they have work to do or can't even like they're not even in the headspace to a an, whole nother level. It is, but it's more delusion. I think it's a culture thing too. like you. What comes to mind is the Midwest, like people who live yeah. in like. And not everyone, but Missouri, Oklahoma, like those more like farm, you know, they're just a little more behind the city people behind and like, <laughs> um, it just seems like they're
1: not as, it's open. not a
0: concept to them yeah. to like, sit down, talk about your feelings, admit you're wrong. Um, even as far as like healthcare, like my sister flies into Missouri a lot, and she's like, the Uber driver will come pick us up and he'll have a giant, what are those things called from 7 Eleven? Big, Big gulp full of soda. At like and 7 that's what they drink all yeah, day. All day. All day. I just, oh my gosh, I could have a, half a can of soda and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. You know? I but know. some people just live that way. and But, but that
1: that's like generationally passed down yep. too. And you think about, like, I was raised. I don't know why. My mom never had us drink water. I don't remember her getting on me about drinking water. We always had soda in the house. We always had really sweet lemonade or really sweet Kool-Aid. We used to make our Kool-Aid and just dump half a pound of sugar in there. I mean, it was crazy. I grew up on just sugar and junk food, all the sugary cereals. And I think about that. I don't know why my mom allowed it. (laughs) Yeah. But maybe she didn't know better either. I don't think
0: so because... Yeah, I think we've evolved a lot. Yeah, in learning that stuff. Yeah, in the last few years, but I can remember that watching my mom go through that learning of it from. She was always pretty healthy, and I remember her always, like, drink water. Like, we couldn't get yeah. up from the table until we had a glass of water. She always asked us how much water we've drank. But then we'd go to the 7 and she'd let us buy, like, baby bottle pops where you dip <laughs> the I... lollipop in sugar. Oh, but I've seen her evolve so much to yeah. that, and I think there are people who don't ever do, do right. that evolving. Like, yeah. she learned, and as more studies, she cared about her health and yeah. our health, and, and so she, she changed. The There's some people that just yeah. don't change. They don't want to change. They don't care change they're like I am who I am or right. this is working this for is, me right. you know and but is it
1: really working yeah know? but it's
0: just crazy there are so many people out there who are just like eh, we're fine the yeah. way we've been doing it works you well know? it's
1: kind of like going back to the just like trauma response and when you're the generation that wants to break some of these generational things that are happening they almost look at you like my family members I'm sure look at me like I'm fucking nuts and maybe I I mean, not maybe I am, <laughs> but also like in this, the good way this, though. Yeah. And the way that I'm, I'm willing to say, look, that doesn't flow with me. I don't want that to be a part of something that I pass on to my children and my children pass on to their children. I want to nip this shit in the bud and mm-hmm. I want to get over it and I want to learn a healthier way mm-hmm. to like manage our emotions and manage mm-hmm. our, our communication and like, no we we got to get this right like Uh as far as we know we have one life like you know because i i talk to rick all the time about like
0: we'll do stuff and i'm like don't you remember that happening to you as a kid and how you felt because that's what i base my parenting on like Mm. this is what i went through and this is how i felt as a Mm. kid so i'm gonna change that or not change that you know and he doesn't really have a recollection recollection you know his why feelings that is, right because of the trauma he's blocked his he's feelings yeah so
1: that's what's happening with me mm-hmm. is that as an adult when I have these little triggers that come up it brings me back to being my traumatic I don't know my first trauma memory that I can think of I was probably at least like seven or eight and witnessing some violence in my home and how quickly when things get shaken up in my adult life i go back to being that scared seven or eight year old witnessing mm-hmm. violence in my home and I, I can't I can't shake that but I've blocked it so much to where like when I really started going on runs and my mind would just go like once you get into that your mind just disappears you don't feel your legs anymore you're just moving that's the runner's high right yeah so when you get into that it's a flow state is what it is all these memories started coming back to my head and it was like oh my gosh I forgot about that and i know why i forgot about that because they're not pretty memories yeah you know at all and i think about it like how the hell am i going to get past all these <laughs> childhood memories that are 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 really sh- what have shaped the way i respond now to similar situations not that there's any violence but the way they make me feel certain things the way they make me feel correlates mm-hmm. to the way i felt in that time yeah you know so yeah it's just a lot of like unlearning and then relearning a better way to handle that so a lot of times when I talk to myself I'm talking to eight-year-old Yesenia
0: that's good though that's probably what that's what I need a therapist would tell you to do you know right
1: but it feels really foreign to do that you can't
0: just start where you are and move on you have to address all of that for sure but I think
1: eventually I'd like to do like I don't know I don't know what kind of therapy specializes in that but I would like to do some like regression work Mm -hmm. and address it to like that age that I was at when certain traumatic things happened. yeah and be able to work through those emotions and those in that state of mind so you can have those memories but them not
0: feel like current trauma to you
1: yeah which is why like again i'm gonna bring up mushrooms but uh, (laughs) because they just got legalized you know to be to be used in therapeutic uh yeah because they're finding so the maps organization and john hopkins university have all done major testing with uh psilocybin and and psychotherapy Uh together so it's it's usually done with mdma which is known as molly mdma psilocybin ketamine that they use in small doses along with the psychotherapist so that you take it and when you get to that feeling these therapists are walking you through that emotion that you're feeling in that moment but because because it expands your mind so much it opens your mind so much so now you're not looking at it from like your adult self you're looking at it from that person actually experiencing everything for what it is so crazy yeah but they do it in such a way where it's like they cycle it where you do the psilocybin with the therapist they they record it and then they um, talk you through it that time. And then you do two more sessions normal without any psilocybin oh, wow. to talk about it even more so. So it's a very in-depth way of doing it. But I can see why that would be the way to get to those deep traumatic experiences because otherwise the subconscious like has a way of just locking it all up, right? Uh-huh. And normally that's where you dream and that's where you do all these other deep thinking but that's even though like when you're drinking how huh? you just
0: have like these emotions and yeah. things come up yeah and sometimes it's like dramatized but I feel like it but it's still the most raw version of you
1: it's like having a child throw a tantrum that I was telling Malaya something earlier because she was throwing a tantrum I said you know there's a different way you can express yourself it Genevieve throws herself on the floor because she doesn't have the words to say it mm-hmm You are old enough that you have the words to say it. So you should not be behaving in the same manner. You should be using your words, not throwing yourself on the floor and having a tantrum. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's about having the words to go along with the feelings that's
0: like the that's why i'm just loving the brene brown book so yes. much because it's just giving it just gives you so many words to yeah, like describe it yeah. because she even says in her book like i don't know if she said this or if it's a quote from another researcher but he, they were like people who don't have the words to ex- express their emotions are like 50 percent less likely to talk about their emotions because yeah. they don't have the right words to describe it mm-hmm. and also when they are having these emotions people aren't understanding them because they're not using the right words right. to describe it so if yeah. you have a big vocab like emotional vocabulary yeah. to describe what you're feeling right then people understand you better and you understand yourself better it's like and when like, she oh
1: says gosh. like envy isn't uh an emotion that goes with jealousy envy is a uh, an emotion that goes with Anger. I think it was anger
0: that- Yes, and people should be using envious, and they use it wrong. They say jealous, and jealous isn't the correct word to be using.
1: I know, but there's so much to learn. I know. I love all that stuff, though. I'm such a junkie on all this stuff now, because I'm like, give me all the information. I've listened to, in my commuting, in my year of commuting, I've listened to so many really like- psychological therapy books that I'm like I don't even know which book is which anymore <laughs> they all kind of run into each other but it really goes down to all that is yeah. that you just knowing the words to go with it is Is probably like 80% of it. I want to say, like, I think this is the first year that I've been able to say, No, I'm not okay, and I'm okay with not being okay, and let me not be okay, and let me get over not being okay. I just need to cry, Mm -hmm. or I just need to be angry, or I just need to be by myself. Where I've never felt safe enough to say that, and not because I was told it wasn't safe, it's just because those, again, those guards and those walls come up where I'm like, No, I can't show that because then that means I'm. I'm weak, I'm vulnerable, I'm whatever, insert the word, you know? Like there's just so many things that come along with just being raw and not everyone is in a safe place to do so. And I think that's where I operate from is like I wasn't in a safe place to share how I was feeling because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't feel. You yeah. can't feel. You just have to do. You just got to power do. through. And that's just how I That's how I operate. I just do. I, I do so much to keep myself busy to distract myself from the things that I don't want to think about. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I'm sure, like so many other, you know, I'm sure a lot of us struggle with that.
0: I don't know what it, maybe what it was about my childhood or as I grew, but I just have this like feeling of responsibility yeah. to
1: not let my
0: mood affect everyone else's or yeah. to like be the mood setter, you know? So if I,
1: Do you consider yourself an empath?
0: I don't know. I used to. And then as I got older and I just stopped like giving a shit. Yeah. (laughs) And then I'd feel a little like maybe I'm not. Yeah. But yeah, I think so.
1: I think that's what it is because when you're an empath, you feel everything. So sometimes you might start acting like that feeling you're feeling Uh and you don't even know where it's coming from. And a lot of the times it's not yours that's what happens to me like
0: so yeah maybe that is it because I feel like if someone is sad or upset or mm-hmm. angry around me then I absorb that feeling yeah. so then I yeah, feel you're like empath, honey <laughs> that, hello that is the definition but then on the flip side I feel like if I have any bad feelings or you know angry sad whatever I'm afraid I'm afraid of having that effect on other people so I try not to feel that way because I don't want to affect other people's which in reality you know you
1: can't fake the funk people feel it whether you're trying or not yeah
0: in reality if i'm like super upset and like there's a person like rick who he's not an empath he's not he's gonna be like cool go be upset come back when you're not you know (laughs) but that's not how it works in my head so just to me i'm like if i'm sad i don't want to make you sad and he's like you're not gonna be sad i don't care why would i be sad? (laughs) you know what i mean it's just it's wild but i just yeah i have like this like thing inside me where I'm like I can't show these emotions because then everyone else will feel that for me and I don't want them to feel that for me which is probably not reality part uh, of you
1: Uh (laughs) yeah see so then there's so many that's the thing with with mental health and emotions is that they're so wrapped up and intertwined with one another that you don't know where one ends and one begins yeah To be honest, because
0: that was like my cleaning, my doing the dishes tonight. Yeah, (laughs) I I knew, I knew that. I knew that's what what I do. But then Rick came in and took it away from me, and he's like, "No, I'm going to do the dishes." And then we both were like, "Yeah," (laughs) Yeah, but he knows. He's like, "Uh, I'm stopping." Well, that's funny
1: because that night that I was super anxious at home, Will like got the girls started on their bed routines and stuff, and he goes, "Leave the dishes, I'll do them." And I'm like, "No, this is probably what I need to be doing." I need to put this into something and this is going to be like something that helps me process what I'm feeling. Yeah.
0: When I start like scurrying around the house, doing chores, Rick is like, what's happening? Oh boy. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't going to be good. I know. It's usually straight to the dishes,
1: but it's so weird because, but for me, it's like I clean out of joy and I also clean out of anger. So how do they know which one's which? I don't clean out of joy. That's how Rick knows. I love to clean. I really do. I don't love to clean with pressure. But the days that I can just sit at home and clean my house in just the way that I can, where I got my music playing and I'm in a, I'm in a flow state. So I think often in life, I'm always trying to get in a flow state where I can zone out and I'm in a good place. Even if it's cleaning the car or cleaning the house, I like to get into that place where it feels good to be doing what I'm doing. Mm, I don't feel that. Really? Not with cleaning. And I love the end result where I can, you know, burn my sage and I can open the windows and just let all that shit air out. And then I'm like, okay, this is like me lighting my sage at the end of my cleaning is like, we've done it. It's a a good feeling. And then I get to start over. It's almost almost ceremonial for me. No,
0: I clean a lot, but it's always out of anxiety. Like, Mm. even if it's not like... Um, from something else it's like I can't start to do
1: anything else do anything until
0: it's clean or I feel suffocated but it's never fun it's never like enjoyable
1: yeah like when Will was outside today with Gigi I because I told him I was like we got to clean I just got a little bit of picking up to do. And I said, you know what, can you just take her outside so that I can do that? And then I can shower and get ready. And then that was it. That was it for me. It was like, that was my kind of decompression time. I I look at my cleaning time, like decompression or therapy or whatever. Yeah, it is really nice. And I don't think he realizes like, yes, I'm doing stuff. And yes, I might be tired, but it's helping me. That's when I think Mm -hmm. because I don't have the time to sit and do a quiet meditation. I guess I feel like that with doing the dishes. I love yeah. to do the dishes. my sister too. My sister in her, in her previous house, you know, she's got five kids and she always – people would trip when she they'd come in her house and she had no dishwasher. And she goes, no, I have no she dishwasher because I do dishes and that's the only time yeah. that everybody leaves me alone. Yeah. And that's when I get to think and that's when I get to – she's very yep. re- very religious so she talks to God, you know, and yeah. it's like that, that is her time. That I was her, my
0: mom with her laundry. Yeah. She loved it. We she'd put us all to bed and just sit and fold laundry, and she loved it. I do that a lot too. I don't like like when when I go
1: in my closet. Usually Tuesday nights is the night that I'm putting laundry away and stuff. It's so funny how I have a schedule, but somehow Tuesday nights ends up being the night that I could literally just lock myself in there, put my clothes away, get all my color coordinated stuff in order, and then (laughs) I feel of course it is. You notice that of course you notice, right? I, it just makes me feel me. Oh, wow! Like it just brings me so much peace being in my closet on Tuesday nights. <laughs> now you know my. Now you know my secrets. <laughs> I know where to know find everybody you. Everybody knows my Tuesday. secrets. You know where to find me Tuesday oh, that's nights. That's so
0: funny. Yeah.
1: No, but no, What I don't mental, know. I don't know what is that. very important, and I think everybody needs to just tune in and you know let themselves feel the feelings. Yeah definitely it's not easy I feel all my feelings (laughs) yeah but then talking about them helps Mm -hmm. too and I think that's where we all struggle is talking about our feelings yeah you know and that's where for me like movement is big but also journaling is big and my breath work you know all these things that help us process all these things that we're doing in life like it needs somewhere to go. It yeah. always needs somewhere to go. How do you how do you figure it out? How do you figure out your emotions? Do you journal?
0: No, I feel stupid every time I try Me to journal. Me too. I don't get I... it. I don't get it. And then I end up getting on Pinterest and being like what do people journal about? Oh, you're one of those. Cause you're such a research queen. <laughs> no, I can't like, I, this is again, like I can't fathom something without already knowing how it's supposed to happen. But
1: that's where it is. Is that like when, so the other day when I had those words come up at, at work in my schedule, I started writing and it, like I said, it came out in like format, like poem slash short story. But that's just how it comes out. And it does seem silly. But then when you keep writing, you get into that state where you're just writing stuff and then you go back and read it. Oh, I go back and read it and I
0: cringe. And it always ends up that I wrote a schedule down.
1: But that's okay. <laughs> like that's but, all I can ever come up with. there's just something so cathartic about putting that pen to the paper. I should show you
0: one day. Actually, maybe I ripped it out and threw it away. <laughs> but I started journaling I think I did throw it away because it was so bad. I started journaling, but who, why, in- "Well, why why
1: is it so bad?" Okay. Take that take that out of it because how can it be bad when it's it's just, your own? Just
0: listen. I started journaling in 2020 when the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. and Rick was not home. And so it was just me and the kids. And I was like, I need to do all the things to like have a schedule and get my mind off this. And so I was like, I'm going to start journaling. And so I like went and got a journal. You're like, my journal was, (laughs) you're going to die. My journal was getting on the CDC's website and writing down the COVID cases. Oh my God.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that was your journey. But journaling? then
0: you look back, and I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Two years later, what the? But you know what
1: though? When COVID you go back,
0: in when I go back, I'm like thirty years. But listen, when you go back time. in
1: thirty years and you look at that, you're gonna be like, oh shit! This oh, it's was gone the reality. It's gone. I threw it away. But even still, like save those things because I really think that. The, you can see so much growth in your writing if you just stay consistent to it. Yeah. Like, where was my mind in that place? Where was my heart in that place? Avoiding my...
0: all my feelings. Right. And writing down statistics. And that's
1: okay <laughs> because... That, that's just what you needed to do in that moment. That was what you needed to do. You were focusing on statistics. Why was that? That's See, that's I, where you can unpack that.
0: That's true because that's what I do that's with very everything. Of I me. will <laughs> sit and think and then I'm like, I got to Google it. Yeah. I can't I can't get past like having my own thoughts. I have to like know what the fact oh. is.
1: See, I'm the opposite. I just want to go off my own feelings and I don't care what anything else oh, happens. No, I need to know the facts. Yeah. No, I, I journal and sometimes when I can't journal – like if nothing's coming to me, I will. If I'm reading a book, I'll read a book, and whatever line stands out to me from that one page, that's what I write down, and then I kind of journal on that line. Oh, that makes sense. So yeah. it's almost like a prompt, right? Yeah, because so, when
0: I've journaled too, I've always done like, I'll, I'll write, I'll find a quote that I like.
1: Yeah. Because I can't come up with something myself. I don't but know. But because you're overthinking the journaling mm-hmm. process, and everything. that's <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is like. This is where perfectionism isn't good, you know, because you can't get yourself out of that constantly thinking that there has to be an end to this writing. And a lot of my writing makes no freaking sense to anybody but me. Yeah. And that's okay because that's who it's for. It's for me, right? Yeah. Like nobody else is going to be judging I, I don't this. Know. I always have like a fear that someone's going to find my and if anyone finds my journal, finds reading, my journal like, It's going to be freaking random. It's not going to make sense to anybody. And that's okay. It's going to be like reading another language.
0: I think it goes back to, like, the feelings again, though. Like, I always think, like, oh, my gosh, if Rick found my journal and read it, then he would be, like, he would know all my feelings.
1: And what would end the (laughs) book again? That's a scary thing. Why?
0: Because I can't, I don't want my feelings influencing other people's feelings.
1: But you can't control what other people feel. (laughs) Keep working on that journaling. (laughs)
0: I'm going to try. I'll try. Just do it. I'll let you know when they're not facts anymore.
1: And I like this exercise that uh, one of the girls I follow, her name's Jessica Stone. She's an intuitive and she's just really, she just speaks a lot of things that just seem on. Yeah. Like there is no evidence behind it, but it just feels right. is it. Right. So she talked about one day it was like journaling and she's like, if you find yourself not getting into like not knowing what to write, she says, start to doodle like literally on your page. Just like start doing a circle, like drawing a circle, keep going around and around, like something that's almost like my back tattoo, like a mandala or something that you can just kind of zone out and use that as your initial that's what's starting the creativity going. And then you just start to write whatever comes out. But it was really useful for me because there were some times where I was like, how is this going to help? <laughs> Ooh, I feel like writing. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it, it just helps it you just... just get into that flow. And, and yeah, it, it's not going to make sense. Mm. And that's okay. Okay, I'm going to try. And not having it be like an, a diary entry or like today, blah, 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 blah. But if that's what's happening, then just write it that way. Yeah. And don't go back and read it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Don't no, go back it's read it. so bad. It's so. I off.
1: I don't go back and read anything unless it's like something like a poem that I was trying to work on that I'm like I I could have switched up some words, which okay. is still like writing's very new for me. But it feels good to do it. Where I'm like, oh, I kind of like that. Like I wrote a piece once on anxiety, and it was so weird. It was like in the beginning. I think I have it on my notes on my phone. Let me, let me see if I have it on here. This was like in the beginning of when we first moved. I had really bad anxiety. Okay, here it is. I wrote it on. Oh my God, it's gonna it's gonna be very raw. I'm sorry, okay? No, don't be sorry. It's uh, April 20th in 2021. 20, I just named it anxiety. I creep up on you like a stalker. You know, lingers. I'm here, bitch. You know I'm here. I control you. This freedom you seek, it's not happening. I will keep reminding you who is in charge. You think you're free? Think again. I will take your breath away. I will make you cry. I will make you lose sleep over the most insignificant things. Oh, you say you can't beat me. Conquer me. I dare you. I see you looking happy, enjoying life, finding your strength in your voice. Just know that I'm here. I will creep up on you like a stalker that lingers, waiting to catch you off guard. And that is what anxiety feels like every time. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm dark. It, I, I was in so a very accurate. dark place. Yeah, I was good. in a very dark place. That's good. But when that came to me it came after this anxiety i was uh, right in the middle of it and it was like that's what it feels like every single fucking time like mm-hmm. i'm good and then you just come and show me that i'm not good yeah like why do you rip carpet out from under me why
0: that's crazy oh that was good oh. uh, thanks. Yeah. yeah yeah better than my cdc facts that's for
1: sure <laughs> don't be judging your 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 journaling cdc oh facts gosh. one day those might be important okay no, i
0: swear i ripped them out threw the away i was i went back and looked at them and i was like what was i doing it was like a year later I'm like, this is stupid yeah but then again it was like because i was like i'm gonna start journaling again and i opened up my journal and i was like cdc what facts is this and i'm like nope we're starting fresh <laughs> this is not this is not no oh I my think gosh and just, it wasn't even oh i can't i can't it wasn't even like the the. It was like so many numbers, so many numbers, so many statistics.
1: It was so stupid. No, I don't think I've listened oh to one statistic of anything in all this whole time.
0: I just went and looked it up. That okay, this,
1: this this is a good one. This week, yeah, mental How health hormones is super affect important. your mental health. Yes, and yeah, it's good. It's journaling, good. It. journaling, mental health, and journaling. That was yeah. our takeaway. So from everybody, today.
0: journal. Yes. And we'll check in just next start. week. We'll check in next week. Maybe. I probably need longer than a week
1: to okay, just start get on it. my fact. Just writing. do it. Just, just, you're reading Atlas of the Heart. Yeah. That is a perfect book. I know, but it's to pick so one hard phrase. for me no. to not just repeat what I've Pick read. a phrase. One sentence. Okay. That sticks out. And just go. Even if it's just one of the days that you read. Highlight it. Write it down on the journal. And have that be your intention going into it is like, how do I feel about this? And then just start going off of that. Because I'm pretty sure you can literally dissect that and, and correlate it and bring it back to you. So like, why is this hitting home for me? When I do that with my writing, it comes full circle. At first, I'm like, why did this jump out? And then I'm like, oh, because of this, because of this, because of this. And when I'm writing, it doesn't make any sense. So just try it. Okay. All right. I will. All right everybody has homework that was good (laughs) till next week till next week this is life's Lemonade lemonade unfiltered